Have you heard what's happening in Calgary, Canada? Home to some of the world's best researchers and innovators in life sciences, Calgary is advancing healthcare solutions to solve global challenges. Calgary's dedication to the life sciences sector is evident in its labs, hospitals, schools, and the minds of its people. With its top institutions producing internationally recognized research and more than 110 life science companies backed by a highly skilled pool of talent, the life sciences sector is accelerating innovation in Calgary. If you're a bright mind or a bright company, Calgary is just the place for you. Take a closer look at calgarylifesciences.com. Before we get started this week, I wanted to tell you about the digital library from Deep Dive. How much time does your team spend looking for research papers? Google, PubMed, social media. There's got to be a better way. You can now search a reference database of 100 million scientific papers and read the full text of 20 million articles, annotate them, and share with colleagues. It's the smarter way to do research. Here's the best part. If you're like me and been frustrated by not being able to access articles you find because they're behind a paywall, I've got good news. With Deep Dive, you get one-stop affordable research. If you're a listener of the BioReport, you can try the enterprise version of the service for free for one month. Go to deepdive.com forward slash podcast and enter the code BioReport. That's deep dive, D-E-E-P-D-Y-V-E dot com forward slash podcast. And the code is BioReport, one word, all caps. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. While CAR T-cell therapies have emerged as promising anti-cancer agents, their successes have largely been in the area of hematological cancers. Arsenal Bio is working to develop more robust cell therapies capable of treating a broader range of cancers by using synthetic biology to make them programmable. We spoke to Ken Drazen, CEO of Arsenal, about the company's next-generation T-cell therapies, how it's able to program functions into these cells to overcome solid tumor defenses, and the company's collaboration with Bristol-Myers Squibb announced at the start of the year. Ken, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. We're going to talk about cancer immunotherapies, Arsenal Bio, and the company's efforts to create programmable T-cells that can have a more robust response to cancers. Perhaps we can begin with the limits of existing CAR-T cell therapies. Cell therapies have been far more successful at treating hematological tumors than solid tumors. 
What's the difference about these tumors with regards to cell therapies and how well understood are those challenges? Uh, Well, you get right at the crux of the opportunity and the challenge, uh, Dan. So thank you very much for the question. Let me just go backwards and and make the statement that um, it's well known that the immune system that all of us are endowed with Uh, enables us to control infections, and in rare cases, enables us to control tumors. But our immune system has not evolved adequately enough over generations of human development to address the complexities that have been um, engendered into these solid tumors. So for example, most uh, hematologic malignancies can be uh, deleted Um, or treated by ablating that part of the uh, circulating blood compartment or bone marrow. And then we have the benefit that clinicians have as a toolkit that can replace or infuse fresh cells or stored cells um, or transplanted cells into them to replace that part of their circulating organ. In solid tumors, we don't have that luxury uh, because we can't eliminate whole organs Um, uh, because of the uh, critical functions that many of them perform. And so the challenge that we have in solid tumor therapy is to create really discrete uh, mechanisms to uh, eliminate the tumor and at the same time uh, preserve healthy tissue. The, The other part of the challenge in treating solid tumors is the fact that these tumors develop randomly mechanisms to evade the immune system um, and to block uh, the immune system's entry into the tumor environment. That represents the challenges of using cell therapy, um, using engineered cells to um, enter into the patient's body and um, eliminate the solid tumor. However, times are changing. New technologies have been developed Um, And we sit at the crux of the intersection of a variety of technologies, including the CRISPR editing system, uh, the power of cloud computing, synthetic biology, uh, automation, uh, and genomics. And when you bring all of those together into a multidisciplinary strategy, amazing things can happen, and that's Arsenal. Well, how exactly is Arsenal trying to address these challenges faced by cell therapies? So our uh, approach to addressing the complexity of solid tumors um, requires uh, several different um, capabilities in the company. As I mentioned prior, the first is the ability to precisely redirect the genome of a T cell to be programmed to kill a tumor cell. Uh, Our capability at Arsenal is one where we've identified a unique place in the genome, call it a a gene desert, that allows us to insert a large piece of DNA precisely into that location and no other. That large piece of DNA is then designed specifically to encode new gains of function for the T-cell, as well as reducing some of the limitations that the T-cell might normally have that would prevent it from killing a tumor cell. And in concert, this programmable language that we're adding to the T-cell 
enables it to discreetly expand in the patient and kill the tumor cell. That represents a advance in the current design and development of CAR-T. When we start talking about synthetic biology, the, there's a lot of talk about making cells programmable. How, what's the range of functions or switches you can build into a cell? It's a fascinating question. Uh, and um, our company has decided to embark on a short-term and a long-term strategy. Our short-term opportunity is to deploy what we call logic gates. These are um, natural occurring receptors that, that live inside the human body um, and are expressed on many cells. These um, receptors then have been engineered in the laboratory to be programmable in that we can uh, design them to express a receptor looking for a specific antigen in the tumor environment. And then when that antigen is identified by this receptor, uh, it activates the expression of a second receptor inside the T cell and expressed on its surface. And when that second receptor is present in combination with the first, a so-called logic gate, uh, this results in specific killing when those two antigens are present in time and space. That creates unique specificity. Uh, we have the opportunity to design those receptors against virtually any solid tumor. And that uh, allows Arsenal to have a unique targeting system. But this receptor class also endows the cells with additional capabilities. First, it allows these cells to grow in the manufacturing process without becoming fatigued. That process of cell exhaustion is an enemy of a successful cell therapy. Arsenal has the ability to conduct this manufacturing process using CRISPR in a way that creates a homogeneous set of cells or medicine um, encoding these receptors, as well as some additional components uh, that represent a class of RNA that allows us to discreetly turn off specific genes in the T cell genome. That type of discrete control over additional targets is, a, is akin to administering a cocktail therapy. We have the ability today to administer up to a five component therapy in a single T cell. And it's our ambition, as I mentioned earlier, over the longer term, to develop products that would administer even more functionality into these T cells over time. That composite product, if you will, we think will deliver a higher therapeutic index, which means greater potency and greater safety. As I understand it, Arsenal's scientific founders were working on different aspects of the challenges around immunotherapies and Sean Parker of the Parker Institute for Cancer Immunotherapy brought them together. Parker is an investor and a, a board member of Arsenal. What role has the Institute played in the development of the company and, and what role, if any, will it have going forward? I give uh, a huge amount of credit to Sean Parker, uh, his colleagues uh, at uh, the Parker Institute, Jeff Bluestone, Michael Polanski, and the scientific leadership there 
who had the notion of creating a pre-competitive research environment for investigators across the country to collaborate on uh, the key issues that are holding back immunotherapy for broader application in patients, including cell therapy. It was through uh, this approach of pre-competitive collaboration that in early 2018, Sean and his um, network of investigators gathered and uh, determined that there were a variety of different capabilities amongst different investigators with the aspiration of forming different companies. And he was able to convince them and they were able to convince each other that collaborating together to create a so-called arsenal of capability would allow them to uh, develop better therapies. Uh, investors soon followed, and it was in uh, late 2018 that I was invited in to help sort out what a business model might be for this, as well as identifying what would be the culture of success for this company. So in that regard, you know, we're, we're uniquely endowed with brilliant scientific origins, but the Parker Institute also provides funding to uh, research students, uh, graduate students, and postdoctoral students at these different labs who have aspirations ultimately to go into industry. And that created a portal, if you will, from their labs uh, into Arsenal that allowed us to accelerate the transition of that science into a product development mode. So those are two ways that the Parker Institute enabled Arsenal's origins, notwithstanding, as you mentioned, the uh, source of capital that they also provide along with our venture capital investors, but as well as the stewardship on the board of directors that Sean and the other investors provide. In the future, uh, we hope that we'll continue to represent a platform for other investigators to consider adding their technology into our basket and our focus. We hope that the Parker Institute's network of investigators and students will continue to be uh, an opportunity for diverse talent to join Arsenal. When you talk to a synthetic biologist, there's this design, build, test, learn cycle you often hear about. How predictable are the alterations you can make to cells and how much of it is a, a matter of kind of trial and error and learn as you go? I think you're describing what is one of the unique opportunities in the information era of pharmaceutical development. I often hear nowadays from uh, the leaders of the um, messenger RNA companies who use the, the phrase information molecules because messenger RNA encodes proteins that can be used for vaccines and other therapeutic approaches. Similarly, in um, a DNA approach where one can reorganize or rewrite different letters into the uh, unique location in the genome that we work on, we're able to instruct the cell to perform explicit functions that we know will result in explicit actions after the cells are administered to the patient. For example, uh, we're able to um, instruct the cells to grow faster in an environment that they might ordinarily be restrained. Uh, a, a different approach might be that we ask them to produce more 
killing function when uh, activated by the tumor environment. And there are specific ways to create those instructions, just like a programming language would instruct a robot or a computer to perform you know, desired functions in that experience. That design space, if you will, in the context of 3 billion letters in the T-cell genome is enormous. So Arsenal has decided that there are priorities within that design space that we would like to address. And each of those priorities represents the unmet need clinically for patients. For example, one, we would like to administer these products in the outpatient setting, not only where most uh, solid tumor patients are visiting their clinicians, but also where the cost of care would be lower. In order to do that, we believe the therapeutic dose needs to be lowered to accommodate the outpatient administration and the potency and safety needs to be higher. In addition, because of the different nature of resistance of different solid tumors, one needs to have a robust and broad approach towards the design of products for different solid tumors. Arsenal has found a way to incorporate automation, cloud computing, machine learning, and synthetic biology to build libraries of components, if you will, or lines of code, akin to the way GitHub stores lines of code of programmers. We're building libraries of synthetic components at Arsenal that will allow us to uh, put them together like Lego uh, to create a robust suite of different solutions for patients. Arsenal's not alone in working on the development of programmable cell therapies. Is there some point of distinction in the technology or approach the company is taking from what others are doing? Well, first of all, we're gratified that others are pursuing the field of synthetic biology in the context of, of the immune system and looking for ways to optimize it. They'll, this will take uh, an entire industry to enable the success for patients. And so having company is a comfort to me, not a threat. Um, the way that we distinguish ourselves, however, is in some of the examples I provided earlier. First, we think we're the most uh, advanced cell therapy company in creating precise genome-specific editing uh, using CRISPR uh, in T cells. This allows us to create a pure homogeneous product of cells or medicine to administer to the patients. Second, another distinguishing factor is our focus on these synthetic receptors that create logic gating. Again, we feel that uh, based on our current research and the publications of some of our founders that we're furthest along in demonstrating reproducibility in vitro and in animal models. And that gives us great comfort that when we're in the clinic, we'll see similar control over these T cells. And then third, as I mentioned just in our last um, Q&A, the integration of classic Silicon Valley approach towards uh, complex problems incorporates computing, biological domain expertise, machine learning and automation. That allows us to have scale of library possibilities to create the best type of product or the best in class product 
these three areas together combined with what we think is our culture of diversity, inclusivity, curiosity, and focus on the patient will give us a great chance of success. Arsenal has a non-viral manufacturing method. I'm wondering if you can talk a little about the implications of that technology. How does it compare to producing CAR T cells as they're known today? And, and what's the process you actually go through? The first two products that were approved in cell therapy were for, as you pointed out earlier, in hematologic malignancies, and each of them required the use of a virus to, as a critical component in manufacturing the cells with the desired attribute uh, that they were looking for to treat those diseases. Uh, the industry now is composed of more than 600 companies worldwide, and the, the, the breadth of them today and the majority of them continue to use viruses as a mechanism for manufacturing. That creates some challenges, however, because these viruses integrate in different locations in the genome in each patient and potentially in each cell, resulting in a less reliable, reproducible product response in patients. In contrast, using the CRISPR process, and the unique location we discovered in the genome, we can create a pure manufactured product that has a reliability of homogeneity, a reliability of instructional performance, and uh, we believe a healthier, uh, more robust product that will perform in the patients. So aside from product attribute, as I just mentioned, another attribute from a manufacturing perspective is there is a simplification of the manufacturing process uh, at the site of manufacturing that allows us to lower the cost of manufactured goods, which will be critical in creating patient access. That manufacturing process is shorter significantly, perhaps by as much as two thirds enabling us to access patients faster in the care pathway of treating their disease. Arsenal in January entered into a collaboration with Bristol-Myers Squibb. This is a multi-program discovery collaboration with BMS that provided Arsenal with $70 million up front. What are Arsenal's responsibilities and at what point will BMS have to make a call on whether or not to license a program? We feel very fortunate to have a partner like Bristol-Myers Squibb, not only because of their expertise in immuno-oncology, which is well-renowned, uh, but also uh, their approach to partnering. Uh, what they saw in Arsenal was a complementary set of skills, technologies, and a focus using these technologies to create best-in-class medicines. What they brought to the table, obviously, was their balance sheet, but also their expertise and focus in specific disease indications. And so together we thought that it would be an opportunity for BMS to enable early in our life as a company, a focus on addressing specific products for specific indications using the suite of technologies that we had. And so our uh, program together 
kicked off, as you pointed out, in early 21. Uh, and uh, we're moving quickly along with their guidance uh, in the indications of interest. At some point, you know, the products that we're working on in the research phase will uh, proceed into a late preclinical phase, which will be the opportunity then uh, for BMS to bring the uh, franchise of expertise in clinical development uh, to bring these medicines to patients. Uh, the opportunity in the future to expand into other programs is something that the two companies are talking about right now. It, this still allows us the opportunity to grow and build our own pipeline and Arsenal is open for business for future collaborations. And, and how do you see yourself really leveraging that relationship with BMS? Well, first and foremost, it offers us the opportunity to mature, to be a good partner, a reliable one, and one that uh, over delivers on our technological promise. Uh, thus far, I think it's, it's been a very productive relationship. Uh, the BMS organization is supportive. They bring, bring great expertise. And most importantly, their aspiration for uh, best-in-class medicines matches ours. At the same time, Arsenal needs to develop the capabilities uh, as an independent company that we think are important. And we're doing so as we speak, building our clinical organization, our manufacturing organization with high quality executives who understand what it will take uh, to treat and cure patients. And you mentioned you're going to be developing your own pipeline. How much is the BMS relationship kind of eating the bandwidth for that? Or are you in the process of bringing your, your own cell therapies forward at the same time? Well, you point out a, an absolutely critical part of the startup experience, which is how do you focus? How do you deliver on results? And how do you create elasticity of your business model to accommodate you know, opportunistic relationships like the one with BMS. At this point, uh, Arsenal was already undertaking its own program portfolio before the BMS relationship was solidified. And so our first program, our first Arsenal program, which will be in ovarian cancer, is expected to uh, first dose in patient in the latter part of 2022 that will be ahead of the first uh, BMS product program. Both parties will learn from that experience and benefit. Uh, and at the same time, um, our, our focus on delivering uh, this unmet need uh, to patients with ovarian cancer is something we take very seriously. It's an organizing principle at Arsenal uh, to address the significant burden of disease that patients with cancer have. Ken Drazen, co-founder and CEO of Arsenal Bio. Ken, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Dan. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.